Welcome to KC Corner, episode 59, and it's Holy Week. Holy Week, yes. Uh, it's really one of the greatest weeks of the year, certainly for the Christian, probably our greatest week. Oh, it has to be. We yeah. were just talking about it. March, April, just two great months for weather and Holy Week, fun time, family coming home for Easter. It's going to be a fun week. It'll be a great week. And you know you out there coaching baseball. I yeah, uh, love got, seeing you. Got in you. the win column last night after Butch Doyle's Lake Brantley Patriots took it to us last week. <laughs> well, you know, they were good. but They're, they're really good. They should go win states for sure. Yeah, uh, that would be Bring awesome. back to Longwood. Hey, you know how that's like, man. You've done it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're the defending one still. No season last oh, year. Oh, that's so we're, right. we're still a defending champ. The longest defending champ. you got to dethrone us, Butch. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Hey, you know what, Brooksy? When you think about Easter week, it's pretty amazing that at the center of Christianity and the center of Holy Week is a cross. And, you know, uh, on that cross is a person that has changed everything. And, you know, the uh, the cross is just, it's so many things. It's this uh, incredible communicator of hope in the midst of darkness, you know, life in the midst of death. Um, and, you know, it's 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 really to me it points to the fact that salvation is all of the Lord. It's not what we do; it's what God has done for us. I mean, right in the center, right in the crux, right where it all is, is this is what I'm doing for you. You know, and just like in creation, we weren't there; we had no voice, we had no part. I didn't help God out one iota to create the incredible heavens and earth that He created. You know, it was all His ideas, His creation. And when you think of recreation or being made new. Again, his idea, his execution, and it was through the execution of his son that that we can find life and life abundantly. And, you know, we make religion and Christianity often so much of about our performance. And certainly our performance should be monitored and evaluated. You know, we should, as scripture would say, you know, make sure that our, our election uh, and our calling is, is sure. But at the same time, Brooks, Really, I think we just got to bask in the reality, like we're doing with the book study, that this amazing grace of God, that at the center of everything is that cross that really communicates the reality that uh, it's all about Jesus and mm -hmm. all about what he has done for us. Yeah, I know on the cross and art or on necklaces and everything are painted as these beautiful things and hope, like you were saying, but also remembering just the horrible suffering that we're yeah. on that cross too. Yeah, you know, when you saw a cross in Jesus' day, it, you know, no one was wearing it around their neck as a cool thing. You know, troubled, troubled. yeah, that was like, uh oh, so somebody's going to hang on that, and uh, that that's going to mean bad news. Uh, you know, that's that's a that, that was how they executed the worst of the worst. Mm -hmm. So um, Zoe's excited about it. So yeah, we, she we have a studio right audience. till now to be rolling around, scratching <laughs> her back, and everything. You talk about the cross. She's like, yeah, she gets fired terrible. up about it. It's true. So you know, so Monday Thursday. I know that we haven't gotten into what I hope to say, but you know, that's. That's where we, the, the two the two main things of Christianity are that cross and the empty tomb. Without mm -hmm. them, we are no different than anybody else. And mm -hmm. this Holy Week, we can celebrate the fact that on that cross hung our Savior. And on that cross, you know, uh, our wrath, uh, God's wrath was poured out for our sin. And his death can become our death. And uh, in that empty tomb, life reigns and hope reigns and you know, his resurrection is our resurrection. It's just, it's so good, Brooks. It's so good. I love it. It's going to be a great week and a great Sunday. Yes, indeed. You know, and it, it was, it started off a great week. So we had Palm Sunday. Yes. And what I meant to say. And, uh, great you know, transition. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I felt good about that one. You know, uh, 
One of the things about, before we get into Palm Sunday, and it has to do with Palm Sunday, is the fact that I love doing King's Kids. I mean, mm-hmm. King's Kids is a blast, <laughs> you know? And at King's Chapel, I love our liturgy. It's, it's not as... Um, robust as some churches liturgy but you know i love that the fact that there's people in the congregation that will help us with the call to worship and the our confession of sin our assurance of pardon or have people walk around with palms yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly and so the uh and then you know to have the children's blessing every week i really love and a time of pastoral prayer i've, I've enjoyed mm-hmm. but the one the one piece is like you know i've kind of got myself into this rhythm or gotten the church in the rhythm that we're going to have uh, a king's kids message every week and it's like oh man so this last week it's like palm sunday you know what do you do with palm sunday and you know who's going to bring the palm branches where are we getting them uh, we got them from karen mag she she got them from her neighbor i don't even think she asked her neighbor i think she just went and started cutting it down tree. which is not true <laughs> i hope karen listens <laughs> karen just snuck out there one night started hacking up this lady's tree you know what in the world but she brought his palm branches when i picked them up they were great smaller than i thought they would be you know just was kind of like huh this is this is our, our palm branches and uh uh, Katie and I were talking last week of like, what, what are you going to do for Palm Sunday? And are we going to have the kids walk in with them? Are we going to have them walk in in the beginning? Are we going to, I'm like, you know what? A parade. I'm going to bring them up there and I'm going to do follow the leader. And uh, uh, I didn't plan on grabbing people out of the congregation like Mike Carpenter and Allie Jakes and others to come and uh, do it with us. And so uh but that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, if you got any bigger branches, Georgie already whacked uh, his cousin. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Graham. Could have caused some damage. <laughs> mm. You see, I, I think that Karen was looking out for us. That's a <laughs> yeah, great point. Exactly, it, we didn't need anything bigger. And, and it was a little Graham who said, uh, "What do you, you know? What's what's the biggest, scariest thing? Monsters, you know?" And so, uh, and so, <laughs> Just all of them. All yeah, the yeah. Monsters. It was it was it was awesome. So, but anyway, we know with Palm Sunday in uh, Jesus's triumphal entry into Jerusalem, which looks so much like a victory parade, but you know, you look at it and say, is this a death march or is this a victory parade? I mean, you know, what was actually happening there? And what I what I really hope to say, there's so much to say, is just to paint the contrast of how can this mighty king who's gonna come and save us, Hosanna, save us, son of David, come and rescue us, how can he be riding on something as lowly as a donkey, you know? And, and uh, how can he be so gentle? How can he be uh, so meek and mild and yet so powerful? And so I, I talked about meek and lowly or gentle and lowly and high and holy. And that's what we see. It's just this incredible contrast. And one of the things I really wanted to stress is here is a savior who weeps over the city, who looks at sinners. He looks at brokenness. He looks at you know, uh, all that is wrong um, and certainly all that is still there. And he weeps over it and he weeps over it, it with a longing of, man, I'm just, I'm here and I'm available and you're missing it. And I just love our savior that is that sensitive. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of emotions you could have right then. You know, you could be angry, um, angry that they don't get it. You could be hurt that they missed you. You can, you know, your pride, whatever. And I put myself in his shoes. <laughs> well, that's kind of scary. You know, I, I put myself in a situation of looking over a, a city like that. And I think I'd be wanting to call down curses or I'd be the fact that he wept. And what does that communicate as a friend of sinners? It really shows 
a beautiful heart of our Savior. And then not only the contrast of him weeping over sinners, but raging over the religious. I mean, when he walks in the temple, he calls it my house. You know, he acts like it's his. It is. I mean, and it's uh, uh, he is the true temple. And he starts rearranging the furniture, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't walk into someone's house and rearrange the furniture uh, unless you own it. You know, what? who's got the audacity to go in there and throw over the money changers and knock over the seats and, and you know, and start calling names of, you you know, brood of vipers. You know, you've made this, uh, you know, d- d- den of robbers, you know. So, um, and, and that, that contrast of how he could be meek and gentle and yet so passionate for the fact of, this was in the way. This was in the way of letting people see the true sacrifice. This was in the way. This was this was making religion more about, you know, what we do and the sacrifice we bring and not what God has done. And and Jesus is that true temple, the true sacrifice, and just how angry he got. And and then even the contrast of you have the children singing his praises and it says the religious leaders, they were indignant. That's just a really strong word. I mean, they, they weren't just a little bit ruffled. They weren't just a little bit ticked. Uh, they, they were indignant that that all that Jesus was doing. And they wanted to kill him. And mm-hmm. they wound up being successful. And little did they know that that really brought on salvation. So sorry to re-preach that whole thing. But what I really had meant to say was just the contrast of, mm-hmm. of meek and lowly, high and holy. And, and, you know, somebody who weeps and somebody who rages. I mean, he's different from any other king or ruler throughout mm. history that you hear about where their mass murderers don't care about their um, people and their land. They just want to get more land and fight people and, you know, continue conquering the world. So absolutely just completely different where he weeps over his people and actually cares about them where yeah. others do not. And so, truly lays his life down for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he conquers through through the cross mm-hmm. and just in and of that self it's just incredible mm-hmm. and i just always love the stories and how much he loves kids and yeah. having childlike faith yeah uh, always wanting kids around him and coming up to him just how much he loved them and you know like you said the religious leaders getting mad that he was treating them so well yeah what a contrast you know the religious leaders were those that would keep uh the kids away and, and they wanted to be seen as puffed up and important and mm-hmm. here the true uh, important one is and He's like, no, no, this is like the kingdom of God's all about these. It's so cool. Yep, that's great. That's good. So, Did you have anything else about Sunday that changed your life? Anything in your notes that you wrote down? <laughs> the, the biggest one was having the childlike faith. I think yeah. I just love talking about that. And it just, how kids get so excited about the littlest things. That's how we should be with about Jesus always. Yeah. Well, and I, and I love, by the way, let's just end that segment by saying, you know, he really digs it and jabs it into the, the religious leaders when he says have you not read that you know from from the mouth of babes and infants he has ordained praise which is a quote of psalm 8 Mm -hmm. and so when you say to a pharisee or a scribe have you not read i mean it's like fellas you're supposed to be reading this stuff you're supposed to be knowing this stuff you mean doesn't this sound familiar this is psalm 8 guys and uh have you not even read this and it's kind of a like did you take batting practice today i mean have 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 you swung a bat you know so have you not read so yeah, that was that was yeah, beautiful stuff. I've been reading through Luke the past week or so, and 
Just nice. all those stories. And it always starts with Jesus is talking to Pharisees and then goes into a parable about all the things that they're doing wrong. Yeah, yeah. Basically kind of taking jabs. Man, at it's, <laughs> it's incredible, you know, and, and he is meek and lowly, but, you know, he was no wimp. I mean, he mm-hmm. that was that was going toe to toe to the religious establishment. And that was gutsy. Mm-hmm. You know, that was uh, that was gutsy. You know, he even said, hey, you came out at the Garden of Gethsemane. He's like, I'm, I'm teaching all the time right there in the temple. Why aren't you, you know, arresting me there? Because, you know, you guys are afraid. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. They were. So, yep. yeah. Good he, stuff. He's not afraid of anything. No, it's incredible. <laughs> you know, but yet at the same time, he sweated blood knowing that it was going to be that horrible on the cross. Mm-hmm. As he should. It was yeah, horrible. It, it was. So Speaking we, of the cross. Yes. Yeah. What do we have to look forward to? Yeah, Monday, so what I hope Thursday, to say. Sunday. Yeah, Monday, Thursday, we're going to be in uh, Psalm, I'm sorry, Isaiah 53, a little bit of 52, uh, which is that suffering servant, um, familiar passage, you know, kind of pierced for our transgressions. Um, and, and through his brokenness, we are going to be healed, which is great. But there's there's one aspect I really want to dig deep into that that is just amazing that I, I don't even want to share too much other than the fact that it says, it's something that's meant so much to me in the last couple of years of that Jesus is just willing to be counted among us. And, uh, um, you know, he is so much greater, so much better. How can he associate with us? And how was he willing to uh, be one of us? And if he wasn't, we never could be saved. He had to become one of us. He had to be uh, kind of numbered among us so that he could lift us up. And so, you know, um, who do you who are you willing to associate with says a lot, and who he was willing to associate with, and that he's willing to associate with us. Oh man, man, that gives us hope. So, you know, we're gonna look at the cross. Uh, we're gonna look at the reality of of what he did on Maundy Thursday, and hopefully that will let uh, lead us into our Easter celebration of hope that hope that reigns. And you know, I, what's ringing in my ears about getting ready for Easter is. You know, a lot of hope over COVID and over the last couple of years has really taken a beating, and um, life is life is different, and and it's a lot harder for a lot of people. I mean, some people, gosh, I had hoped that my my grandparents, my parents would have survived this. You know, I would have hoped that my 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 career would have survived this. I would have hoped that, you know, um, and I haven't experienced that kind of pain. You know, for me. The pandemic, I got it. You know, uh, it, it it wasn't life altering like it was in for many, but there's. I think that hope has gotten beaten up a bit in in recent years, even politically, as we've seen how ugly it's gotten. Mm-hmm. You know, where where is the hope? And every day you want to wake up with hope. I mean, the, the, when you when you're hopeless, uh, when there isn't hope, it's just it's just awful. You know, and you know. Uh, Allie has a student. She just, she told me a story. She's, you know, she's got some really rambunctious, difficult kids. And she's got a fairly new student that, you know, didn't turn in any work. And she asked him to do it again. And he turned in the root, he turned in his work. And all it said is, kill me, you know, and this kid's in third grade. And, and you think, uh, you know, what's going on? You know, what's, what's, uh, what's going on with a third grader that, that you're your only thing you're going to turn in. And she said she brought the, the kid came up and um, she's like, hey, what's going on? No, no one cares. And, uh, um, you know, Adley said, well, I, I care. And well, you're the only one. And, uh, 
you know, he, he had felt his parents don't care. He had felt no one cares. And that's when you lose hope, who cares about turning in a, an assignment? Who cares about whatever? You know, if you feel like, and when hope is lost, it's, it's, uh, kill me, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's awful. But for the world and certainly for Christians, um, we're the ones who know the truth. Hope reigns. Uh, because that tomb was empty you know death was defeated our, our biggest enemies have been trampled against and and sin and death um and how do we do that and in in the book of uh luke that you mentioned the gospel of luke i know about it it's a good one <laughs> it's uh it, it tells a different part of the easter story that others don't it tells us the road to emmaus and on that road to emmaus there's a guy named Clopas, and there's another one that's unnamed. And uh, and uh, they say something amazing. They said, you know, when they meet Jesus and they don't recognize him, they and he's asking what's going on. They said, but we had hoped, you know, but we we had this hope that is lost. And when that hope is lost, um, and their hope was that Jesus was Messiah, um, and they realized he really was. But anyway, so hope reigns, and I think if if anything. Um, we need to know as the church, we need to know as a society, we need to know as a world that there is a living hope and a risen living Savior. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, that, that every day. And I, and I know that I'm a pretty emotional guy. I know that there's days you wake up, you feel you know, better than others. But uh, um, thank God for a living hope. Mm-hmm. Always remembering that this world is temporary, no matter the pain that you're in. And it's hard to remember that in the moment, for sure, when you're going through things. But we're not made for this world. We're made for heaven. And we're made with, to be with him. And, you know, in, in not only is it temporary, great thought, Brooks, but it's also that God is sovereign. And what I mean by that is the things that seem so random, the things that seem just so like, what in the world was that all about? God really can redeem for our good and his glory. And I, I don't get it all. But I know it to be true. I'm trying to walk more by faith with that, you know, and uh, um, because you try to make sense out of brokenness, it's hard to do. But if you give it to God and say, I'm gonna, it's just going to trust you. I'm going to walk by faith that somehow you're going to use this junk in my life, even the junk we produce um, uh, for our good and his uh, glory. Wow, it's incredible. Even believing that you knowing it is temporary during that suffering you realize that you're trying to figure it out in the moment. All right, I'm suffering. Why, why is this? Like, I've just got to figure it out right at this moment. And you may not, you know, for years down the road, figure out why that happened to you. Well, and it's <laughs> a it, 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 great point, Brooks. And, you know, it's interesting. It's like that. Let's go back to the road to Emmaus and say that they thought that Jesus couldn't be the Messiah because he suffered. Mm-hmm. And he begins with the beginning of Scripture and says, let me prove to you that the Messiah must suffer. And so the point is, suffering always precedes glory. It always comes before it. So, yeah. Having a Messiah that suffered, knowing, you know, what kind of pain we go through too, and his was a million times more yeah. on that cross. But having a God that went through some sort of suffering makes him more relatable. It, yeah, and it says he can relate to us. He sympathizes with us, the book of Hebrews. And Somehow, it also says in the book of Hebrews that he was made perfect through suffering. It's like, wait a minute, he was already perfect. <laughs> but I think that made perfect, like, so he can sympathize with us. So mm-hmm. that, you know, that he uh, relates to us uh, in every way, shape, or form. 
Well, it's going to be, we can wrap there if you want to. Well, yeah. And just again, uh, let me just say a couple of logistical things. Um, so to, uh, Monday, Thursday is going to be at 7 p.m. tomorrow night. Um, depending on when people listen to this podcast, it's Thursday at 7 p.m. Um, and then we'll have our, we have two Easter services. We're so excited. Our, our sunrise service at seven and then a breakfast right afterwards at eight 30 to nine 30. And again, we did it at that time that hopefully the people from the early service and the late service can join us. And, uh, then we're going to have that 10 o'clock service, which will be great. We cannot wait. We got some exciting things coming up in April. We're going to start April 18th with a brand new, uh, sermon series and, I believe we're going to, I think where we've landed is we're going to have five weeks of um, a class in the morning before service, a kind of a little d- additional teaching uh, we're calling pillars. So uh, from the 18th of April to the 23rd of May, uh, 9 to 9.45 in the chapel, there's a little chapel there. It doesn't look like much of a chapel. They call it a chapel, <laughs> but it's a nice little room. We're going to talk about some of the deeper things of scripture to help us prepare for uh, installing officers in our church. And so I'm going to challenge the uh, King's Chapel family. Hey, come early. Uh, we're trying to figure out, do we want to do it after church? Do we want to do it in the evening? Where will most people come and participate? So that's where we are. But that's coming up April 18th through uh, May 23rd. Uh, it's going to be real key in our church. And I hope that a lot of people jump in. Hey, look at Gracie up on my chair. We put her to sleep. I mean, better than her barking though. That's uh, good. Yeah, that's so true. Boy, <laughs> she is sweetie. Cutie. Well, so you're doing the deep dive jump in then on Sundays coming up April 18th. Yeah, through 18th to 23rd. Going into the deep end. Going to the deep end, <laughs> and it's just going to be. Hey, what is it we believe? What are the pillars of our faith? Why is this important? It's just so we get all this stuff down, and then we can prayerfully consider who should we have lead us as our elders and deacons and you know, women's leaders and all that good stuff. <laughs> all the admin stuff. Exactly. The well, good stuff. It's Holy Week. We'll see you Thursday. Yeah, thanks, Brooks. This was great. Love you, brother. <laughs>